Welcome to Canadians with Disabilities and Their Allies. My name is Brent Frey and I'm the host for the show. And today I have Patrick Hebert joining me uh, once again. Uh, Patrick, it's so nice to have you join me on the show. How are you? Good, and yourself? Oh, wonderful, wonderful. It's always, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank, and likewise, it's, thanks for coming on. It's always a pleasure having you come back on periodically and kind of touching base with you seeing where things are at, what's new, um, uh, especially with uh, your adjustments with your, with your uh, disability, uh, vision loss. Um, how, yeah. are, how, are things, how are things coming along with that? Well, um, I seem to have plateaued with the, with the vision recovery. Uh, for a while, I was 20 over 300, uh, mm. uh, you know, and it improved to 2200 and then 2100. Now it's 2030, which mm. is great. Except um, I don't have peripheral anymore because of the laser uh, treatment to burn the, the bleeds. Um, and uh, I find that contrast is very hard to like um, when something's kind of light white and then gray, it all looks white to me. Like it's mm. walking in snow uh, was very difficult and not looking forward to winter because, you know, mm. um Hopefully with global warming, there won't be any more winter. And that's, that's a plus, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah everything kind of blends right in. And otherwise it's like all white. It's, yeah. White yeah, snow exactly. Everything exactly. else. Well, and when, it, if it's foggy out or whatever, you know, like bright light, I find very hard to deal with um, oh, yes. bright sunlight. So, you know, what, I, what I had happened to me once uh, was when it was, there was a lot of snow on the ground. It was all white out. And then uh, it was bright sun. And I didn't have uh, sunglasses on. And then I, I went inside the house and I realized I was getting like red streaks across my eyes for, for uh, a, a few. It wasn't very long, but it was like hmm. for a few minutes. Wow. And I, re I realized that, that what I had done, like I kind of damage my eyes for for because like you have that uh snow blindness they call it right yep. when you, yep. you yeah. have the, the sun yep. reflecting off the snow and it, it really messed with my eyes for you know like i said it was like a short-term thing but it it really messes them and i was like oh crap <laughs> well, i think well, next that's, that's next time I the had. sun's out with the snow on i'll be wearing sunglasses <laughs> well that's yes, what i had too before I, I got my uh new uh new transitions uh at uh, new look i new look i wear after my fiasco i had to go through with uh yeah the other company but uh, mm. that was a hurdle but i had to go for quite a while without uh without transition lenses so 
and you know, it was hard for me because uh, my eyes are very sensitive to sunlight and without having sunglasses, uh, I, I'd get clip-ons. I, you know, of course I had got a pair and they, they wouldn't work for me. I just didn't seem to clip on. And uh, so I'd wear a, a cap, right? So it kind of uh, yeah. away from the sun and uh, it would kind of give me a little bit of shade, right? Uh, of course, when it got too hot, and I didn't want to wear a cap because <laughs> being sweltering right but what can you do and so i, I hear you about the uh, light sensitivity uh, for sure and i i encourage people you know who uh, who are out in the sun like protect your eyes like mm -hmm. it's so important um it's like i got you know neil like i i could actually relate to that like i came in one day and i was just like not really seeing stars but it was just like whoa like it was like mm -hmm. a, um my eyes would be kind of flickering a little bit because it was like yeah. trying to after the sun right Mm -hmm. it felt like you had something in your eye but you didn't you know yeah and it's nothing that i it's something that i didn't experience before it was like a one-time thing because it, it's not very often where it's bright sun and there's tons of snow on the ground like it's not yeah. something that you see every day and i just happened to be out and i didn't have my sunglasses with me and and then i realized oh crap that was a mistake <laughs> you know because it really it really does mess with, mess with your eyes quite a bit well, you know, it, 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 it's Go not ahead. just oh sorry it's not just snow blindness uh, i found that uh before it got really bad i i had a couple of treatments of laser i was driving at night uh on a like a, the 401 was a pretty major highway here um it was at night and it was raining and the headlights oncoming were glaring mm -hmm. off of every drop and you know, I was blind from the from the mm. uh, just the reflection uh, from from the headlights, and that was the first time that had ever happened to me. You know, I, I've been driving for twenty years, so it was uh, it was pretty upsetting that you know night driving had to stop, and then you know yeah. here I am, no driving at all. So yeah, you know, they that's one thing you you know if you never drive, you don't miss it, but if you do, you you really miss it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's, you I mean, you touch on, a, on an interesting point, actually, Patrick, because that's something that I think a lot of people don't realize. Like when you have a disability, you're always, um, you know, there's there's always a baseline of where you start. Like, I mean, I was born with my my cerebral palsy, right? But then yeah. as you as you age, we were talking about aging before before we launched the show here. And as you age, you're you're always kind of giving things up as you go as you go along and I, I know i know like for example my first wife had to deal with that she had um she had arthrogryposis she was born with arthrogryposis mm. and uh that's that's a disability where uh you're born with it and your joints are fused so mm. she was in a motorized wheelchair her whole life and mm. it's one of those things that it just you know things get worse and you just have to give up more and more and more, you know, and, and I guess, you know, the, the parallel I can, I can offer, of course, is like people that are aging that, like you said, that are used to driving. And then, then as you get older, like maybe, maybe you have to give up driving, but I, like I was telling you before we launched the show is like, I've never aged before with cerebral palsy. I don't know what mm. it's like. And, um, you know, so when I hit, you know, I'm 55 years old now for people that don't know. And and I noticed when I hit about 49 or 50, all of a sudden my cerebellum in my head, which controls my balance, 
just was all of a sudden out, out of whack. And it was a new experience for me, right? I hadn't I hadn't experienced that before. And so I that and that was one of the things that kind of eventually led to me uh falling and breaking my hip. Like it was five years later. But mm. you know, I I basically, you know, uh was ignoring the signs, you know, of yeah. like for four or five years, I was ignoring the signs of hey Neil, maybe you should start to thinking about giving up your crutches now and i just kept pushing and pushing and pushing it's like oh yeah, yeah i can still do it i can still do it i can still do it but the the fact of the matter is you have to be smart about it and you have to realize you know as you age you're always going to be and if you have a pre-existing disability you're always going to be giving up things like as things go along it's not going to get better usually yeah um well, and you, well you, just have, you just have to adjust to scale things back and give things up and i know like my previous wife had the same thing and i'm i'm learning that now because like i said i've, I've never aged with the with a dis with a disability or with cerebral palsy so i didn't know what it was like i had i had no real like i had a starting baseline of, of my pre-existing disability but i had nothing to go off from that so i was right you know yeah. Well, and that's the and that's the thing that when I was at, um, to get my new um, glasses, I had to get a whole new eye test done, and I had I had already had an eye test done uh, from uh, uh, I call them space savers, <laughs> spec savers, um, <laughs> which I had gone through my eye test and go you know Brent read the chart right, so okay, so I went through eye test and uh, then of course they made they amplified my prescription and it threw up my whole peripheral like I I. Felt like I was lopsided everywhere I looked. Mm. I was everything was like curved, and it just threw me right off. Uh, I was actually starting to get headaches because I figured, well, you know, maybe, maybe it's just me. I just have to adjust to the new prescription. They mm. made the lenses a lot thicker, uh, and last time I had them really thick was before technology, before lenses became more enhanced. So based on technology, it made them a lot thinner, right? So right. Uh, they were they were made more um ultra thin right hmm. so when i had them really thick i put them on and my glasses would be going right down my face and i'd be kept pushing them up i think or no like i could not adjust so finally uh, patrick i i went back like these glasses aren't working for me uh they didn't have any uh anti-glare like it was like they said uh, i had paid for it and they said oh yeah no it's in there well, no, everything I looked at, it was like ant glare, glare, mm. and it had blue light, and I couldn't adjust. And Neil, Neil goes, yeah, there's like something reflecting. I remember I do the shows, and then I, every time I would look and I'd talk to the guest on there and say I was talking to you, I'd be looking at all, all I kept seeing was blue, blue. And <laughs> some, some people don't mind it, right? But for me, everywhere I looked, I kept seeing like a reflection. It was like um, it was actually distracting me so much from <laughs> um, my concentration level of what I would be wanting to talk about um, and I'd, I'd be on the sun and then it would be like glare, like you described about driving at nighttime, right? Well, I'd yep. be constantly that glare and it would be like, starting to give me like headaches, not migraines, thank gosh, but close to it. Um, and I, so I went back and I, I, yeah. So anyway, I went to the other optical place. Um, they had to give me a whole brand new eye test. They said, you know what, let's just, Whole a new uh, eye doctor there and very professional and uh, the uh, eye doctor sat down with me he knew my uh, my eye condition and he says so I'm gonna get you to do the same thing but I'm you know like and just read the chart do the best you can I thought wow like that was really nice like they try if you know, guess if you have to guess I want you to guess but do you see if you can see it and if you need to guess then 
I'll tell you after if you are right or wrong or how close. Well, I was pretty close. Like he got me to read down some lines. And what he did then, Patrick, was he actually put a pair of, it was almost like uh, binoculars on my, on, on here. And he put some lenses in and this thing was huge on my face. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he says, I want you to now read the chart. I was able to go all the way down, all the way down. He says, can you read the bottom last two lines? I go, no. Okay. So he adjusted something else and now read. I was like, whoa, all the way hmm. down, every single word. Yeah. Wow. Letter. And I was like, my God, she said, so that's, that's what 2020 visions like Brent. Hmm. And I, so I told him the story once upon a time when, when I was a lot younger, going back decades, um, I had contact lenses put in my eyes, but my eyes are so small. And unfortunately it's like getting a large pizza and putting to throw a drive through window, small window. Hmm. It doesn't work. And the yeah. eye doctor had trouble even putting them in my eyes because of my eye condition. Hmm. Um, I have, um, uh, stigmatism on top of my eye condition so eye movement so you had to put drops in to uh to slow it down hmm. yeah this eye doctor didn't do that but what he did tell me is that sometimes you know um conditions stay the same my condition thankfully it's staying the same but over time as we age i'm glad we were talking about this because over time as we age yeah, the mind says, yeah, hey, yeah, you, you can do this. You can do this. The body says, no, um, no, you can't yeah. do this. Now it comes with vision. Same thing. He said, your your vision, your mind says yes, but your vision, you're reading something and you're you're straining yourself to try to do more, but you're not able to. Yeah. What he said, and so what he said to me is that there there's an indication on top of your, your eye condition, there's um, um cataracts there's a cataract that's slowly developing now i'm like what and he says it's yeah i mean but it could be major many years could be decades before it needs to be dealt with mm. but it's not going to correct your your uh, your condition um what would happen is and he kind of described i mean they remove cataracts he says and so you know it would actually enhance your vision uh but not enough where you're going to have to drive um right and I said, well, I don't miss that because I've never driven. He goes, well, it's like a bicycle. If you rode a bike, like, well, I used to ride a bike when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. So you take it away and it's like you miss that. Right. So yeah. mm -hmm. for me, I don't know anything different. But he said, we just have to, as as humans, he said, we have to adapt to, to you know, reality. Reality is you. some people will accept, hey, you're going to have cataracts. You're not. And so yeah. he kind of helped me with that process that, it's not a bad thing. It's not a scary thing. Cause I looked at him when I, when he said that, and I said, I've been told that decades ago and he goes, right. So and it hasn't progressed. So that's a good thing, Brent. That's really good for you. Um, and he said, you do well with your vision. Um, people with your condition. And in some cases it's a lot worse, um, but yours is stabilized. And so that's a definitely a good thing. And I told him about the show that I do. He says advocating and bringing people on talking about their conditions and, and just letting people know that it's okay. Like it's okay yeah. to talk about their disability. It's okay to let the public know that it's about awareness and then bringing the experiences. And so it was like, I was promoting the, the show and he said he was going to tune into it one day himself. And nice. uh, it's awesome though, you know, and I was kind of like, I was nervous when he was telling me about, you know, the procedures, the snap, but he says, it's, yeah, it's, it's nothing like really, like it's part of nature, right? You know, and, um, so, I, uh, Patrick, so I want to talk about um, about the RDSP. 
Um, mm -hmm. I was wondering if you could uh, jump into uh, and talk to uh, me about that. Right. Um, yeah, anybody who's uh, got a permanent disability is defined by the Canada Revenue Agency. You know, they have a criteria of what they consider a permanent disability. Uh, you know, may be able to get the disability tax credit, which is it basically allows you to make about $20,000 a year tax-free before you start having to pay taxes. So if you're employed and you have a, a condition like whatever, um, you know, even type 1 diabetes is considered a permanent disability, um, you you get that much money tax-free. And if you're uh, saving for retirement um, or you're on social assistance like me and you know, that changes when you hit 65, if you live that long, um, you know, then you get less money from the government and it changes hands. It goes from here in Ontario from, you know, ODSP will still pay for meds and stuff, but the income part is split between old age security and uh, CPP and whatever else. Oh, yeah. It's a real mess. Um I look forward to the boomers getting disabled so that they have to deal with it because then mm -hmm. they'll change things. Um, they don't change things until it affects them. So, you know, once it does, we will see some changes happen very quickly, I believe. Um, same with, uh, you know, the older Gen Xs who are in power right now. You know, when it starts affecting their families, that's when we'll see some changes. But anyways, the RDSP, um, it allows you to save for that time and the government contributes some money for every dollar you put in it works out to about um three dollars per dollar that you put in up to a certain amount mm -hmm. and there is a sweet spot in terms of contribution because up until you're 49 the government will contribute about two thousand dollars a year depending on uh, your income level a thousand is a bond and a thousand is a grant um, and essentially, you don't have to pay those back unless you try and withdraw it within 10 years of them contributing it. So mm. it, it's pretty good. If you have a kid who is disabled, they've changed it so that people under, you know, under 18 can have RDSPs established for them so they can start contributing. They don't get the contributions until they're 18. But, you know, like if you're a parent and you've got a kid and you know they're going to grow up with a disability you know, it makes a lot of sense to start putting money away for them because they may not have an RRSP. They may need their RDSP when they turn 65, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, anyways, it's one of those things if you're able to manage your own finances, um, RDSP is a, is a good way to save some money for that 65 uh, number. Um, otherwise, uh, if you have uh, someone that you're caring for, who is disabled, you know, the RDSP, if they're qualified for it, is a way for saving, essentially for care that you might need when you're when you're in your later years. Um, as I mentioned, I have a brother who has uh, has mental challenges. And, you know, one of our concerns is for him when he when when the rest of the family is gone, um, you know, there's there's going to have to be money to pay for, you know, whatever, because. Um, you know, I don't believe he'll be able to live on his own. Um, so whether that's uh, a home or, or what, who knows, but um, everything costs money, you know? So 
so saving is important if you can. And it, that's an, another thing we were talking about before the show is I, I was saying that uh, I've I've uh, I was able to contribute to my RDSP, but I only put one I only put the the first contribution in. I could only afford because I mean I'm on a fixed in, income. Yeah, I mean you're lucky if you can afford anything at all. Like even yeah, if you, yeah, even exactly. if you can even if you can open an RDSP, right? Because you don't have the money to do it. But I, you know, I was fortunate enough to have, you know, one year I decided I have a bit of my money, I'm going to open an RDSP, and so that's what I did. But that was I only had the one time I could, I can contribute, and the, all other times I I did had no money, but. But even with that one contribution, only that one contribution, um, I'm already up to like over seventeen thousand dollars with one contribution. Like I just, I just put the first contribution and and I just let it sit there. Yeah. And um, yeah. you know, and so that's pretty good to just do one time, and it's it's basically gone from. I mean, the first contribution is uh, twenty twenty five hundred bucks. Right. So yeah. it, it 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 went it went from twenty five hundred bucks first contribution to seventeen thousand, and I and I I didn't do anything. I just I just put the twenty twenty five hundred dollars in, and it just sat there and and turned into seventeen thousand dollars. So how like, how yeah, how like, old were you? Uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, yeah, you go, no, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, how how old were you, Neil, when you opened that account? I was trying to remember. I think I was. Uh, I think it was about 42. So I, oh, yeah. I that think. sounds about right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I, I, I went to a workshop, um, oh, geez, about uh, three months ago. And uh, one of the one of the uh, MPs, uh, federal MPs, I was doing a, uh, an open house, like a workshop just for us to come in and, and listen to um, a presentation about our, our DSPs and, uh, and encouraging, you know, disabled uh, Canadians to uh, to apply for it, uh, but here's here's the caveat though, um, and I'm I know I know you mentioned it uh, also, uh, Patrick is you know up to age forty nine, uh, yeah. and and that's the thing is that the bureaucrats they they're st stubbornly not wanting to change that age, so they he, he said well I mean uh, yeah he I it was a uh, honorable uh, Peter Julian uh, MP mm. Peter Julian. Uh, and and um, wonderful, wonderful presentation. Uh, and, uh, and he talked about it on the show here too before. Uh, and he explained that it's retroactive back to 10 years. Yeah. So I said to him, oh, okay, like we had questions, you know, Q&A. So I, I put my hand up. He said, yes, Brent. I go, okay, so could I get that retroactive back 10 years? He goes, no, no, no. It's up to like, you have to, if you're turned 49, you yep. can't have retroactive back when you're well over that. They'll mm -hmm. go back to 10 years if you're eligible under that age category, which is like, wow. And but I do encourage people to apply for it. If you are under age 49, definitely, you know, definitely apply for it because, yeah. uh, you know, you're going to need that later on. And mm -hmm. like Patrick's right. I mean, if you can make up to 65 years old, um, great. I mean, <laughs> but I guess I have the question I have for you too, Patrick, is, like what happens if somebody needs to dip into it, uh, you know, because cost of living and yeah. all these other, you know, one-time gestures that the federal government throws and says, Oof. here you go, you know, one-time payment, that's going to solve everything. But then people need to dip into their RDSP 
what are the ratifications, like the uh, repercussions by doing so? Ooh, it's pretty brutal. Uh, a few years ago, I had to, I had to withdraw some money um, uh, to cover rent, and mm -hmm. it, uh, I, I withdrew two thousand dollars. I had thirty thousand in the account at the time, and by the time I took my two thousand out, I had less than twenty in the account. Oh, oh! Now, what they do is they take back the contributions from the last 10 years up to the last 10 years. So if you, let's say you take out $1,000 and they've put in 10 um, over the last 10 years, they'll withdraw, you know, they'll claw back uh, the, their contributions over the last 10 years um, up until the time that you're withdrawing. So that can be a lot of money. And, you know, it hurt. Um I'm I'm in my early forties, so you know I get hopefully some time to to build it up. But you know I, that's another thing that I've just learned too is there. It's not just if you have to dip into it that there's ramifications. There's also ramifications if like I've just learned that I have kidney disease, um, and it's progressing somewhat quickly. So you know the the doctor has been good about getting stuff done, but. You know, it got me thinking like, oh, now I guess I better get things in order just in case, you know, and mm -hmm. what happens if you die um, before the 10 years has passed from the last contribution from the government, they claw that back, too. So, you know, it, it comes out of your estate or that's what that's what happened with my first wife, because she did she did pass away. And and so. uh her contribution was completely completely shut down yeah and they just closed they just closed her contribution and wow. they just they just gave me back the original the original contribution of uh what did i say 2000 or 2500 bucks mm -hmm. and and that's all i got back from her was the original 2500 bucks and that's, the rest that's, of, that's, the rest of it went, right went yeah. poof yeah, yeah. like it's, it's like like yeah, sorry yeah. for your loss, Neil. That's uh, that's terrible. Yeah, well, yeah. it was ten years ago now, but uh... oh, still, you know. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You know what? You know the the thing is, twenty five hundred bucks. If you're having a proper burial and all that, hardly goes far at all. Mm -hmm. You know, um, yeah. uh, and that's another thing that they don't tell anybody really on ODSP here, or I don't know how it is out there. Um, but they don't really tell you what happens at end of life for people that are on ODSP, like, well, um, you know, how burial costs go and, you know, do you get a potter's funeral or do you get, I, you I've know? got lots of stories related to that because, uh, you know, sure. like I was on uh disability when she, when she passed. And of course that's when all of the thing about the clawbacks happened because, yeah. but, but before I get to that, um, you know, you, you talked about the burial thing. Well, when I let when I let the ministry know here in BC, I let the ministry know that she had passed. They're like, "Well, we can pay for the we can pay for the uh, burial costs." And I said, "Well, that's that's nice." And they said, "Well, you, oh, said you just you just have to give us some stuff." So I gave them all the information, and they just they just sat on it and sat on it and sat on it. And I thought, "Well, are you going to make a decision on it? Because this has to everything has, has to happen pretty quickly, right?" Yeah, and they just yeah. kept. They just kept sitting on it and sitting on it and sitting on it. And I said, well, what's going to happen with this? Because, you know, something I have to 
pee. <laughs> like I just, yeah, yeah. You, you can't just yeah. sit on it and not tell me. And eventually they got back to me and said, well, unfortunately, Neil, we can't pay for your burial uh, or your wife's burial because uh, we've determined that you, that you make too much money or that you, the the, sub, the, the <laughs> oh, settlement okay. oh. the the settlement that your oh. that your wife got for um you know her base basically uh her, through her work you know she got a lump sum payment and they said well because of that lump sum payment that you got uh, we're not going to pay for the burial and but they they let me they strung me along mm-hmm. for like right to the bitter end where I was like. Yeah. You know, and then they they finally said, "Oh, sorry, sorry, we can't do it." And I'm like, "Okay, great, thanks." <laughs> no, and it's just like you could have told me that right at the beginning, and I would have been fine with it. But you just oh yeah, strung me along for two weeks, and then you or whatever it was, like right to the very end. It wasn't well, yeah. two weeks, but it was like yeah. about a week or so. Yeah, and if and it, it was, was if it was for them, oh yeah, no, they'd take care of it right away. Yeah. It was affecting yeah. their life. Do you, do you so, recall we Neil? Do you recall what it cost to to do the process to do the burial and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, About ten years ago, of course, but yeah, I I think it was. Uh, I don't know. It was it was under ten, but I, so I think it was around. Uh, like because I got a, her. Uh, a grave marker i'm including the grave marker and the mm. coffin and the whole bit so mm. I, th- I think it was like or maybe around seven thousand or something i kind of i kind of forget mm-hmm. well you know something like that but I, I don't really remember to be honest but so i i guess today at least double that you know at least yeah. uh yeah and um i know where i was living before was a small town and it had one uh cemetery there and the plots were going for like people that had bought their plots 10 years ago were now selling their plots because, mm. you know, let's say you're married and you got divorced. You might not want to be buried with the person that you bought the plot with, you know, <laughs> things happen. Right. Sure. Uh, so anyways, um, there's like a market for, for buying and selling burial yeah. plots because oh, there's geez. limited, limited space. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways. Um, I mean, it's kind of morbid, but it's important to plan for because seven grand, uh, let's call it fifteen today for a basic, you yeah. know, pine pine box and a. The the one a... nice thing uh, that was available to me is that there was a there was a um, cemetery in Surrey that basically, uh, I don't know if it was subsidized by the government or something, but uh, it was cheaper to go uh, with this particular one mm. and and again oh. i don't i don't know if they get if they get subsidized in some way but uh yeah so so the government let me know about this one uh this one uh, place i could uh do the burial and it, and it was quite a bit cheaper well you know it's important um, so. it's important to plan for this stuff it's it's like financial planning you know like if you have mm. the ability to plan um you know i, I don't want uh when the time comes for it to be a, you know a big cost for anybody else um mm-hmm. and and so. and that, the, the thing too is is there's so much uh you know misinformation i mean when when you have a spouse pass away or 
you know, it's it's a very traumatic thing. There's so yeah. many things that are going on, right? And I was, <clears throat> I really tried to let the uh, ministry know, like this. I let them know everything that was going on, and I, and I, I wasn't going into the office because I mean, I just like mentally, I just wasn't wasn't yeah. prepared. So I, I just was calling them from my phone, and I then I also wrote them letters with, with all of the you know, financial particulars of what, what was happening and, you know, all the, my, all my costs and what was, what was coming in and stuff like that. So they, they knew everything. I was just disclosing everything. And so I sent them all this information and then, um, so then on the phone, I had a guy, I got a guy told me, well, okay, so until you get everything sorted out with the bank and all this estate planning and everything gets changed over properly, we're just gonna the 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 term that the, the guy used. He says, "We'll just park. We'll just park your uh, PWD status. We'll just we'll just park it right now uh, for like a month or something, and oh, then right. you you can just come come back and you can let us know like in a month or something uh, when you, when you're ready, and uh, then we'll we'll redo it." Well, it ended up being like. Uh, you know, it, it went from like one month to two months to, and it went on to the like, like six months or more. Wow. Like it was a lot of estate planning crap. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, but so I don't know, I'm kind of getting off topic, but, um, okay. there, there's so much that, uh, you know, I was told, like, I, I told them like, this is the amount of money that I'm, I'm going to get from uh, my wife, like the survivor's pension. And they, and I said, how, how is that going to affect like, uh, how is that going to affect my PWD social assistance? Mm-hmm. And so they, mm-hmm. they gave me all these numbers. And then again, this is over the phone and I phoned twice too. I didn't just phone once. I didn't trust just phoning once. I phoned twice, talked yeah. to two, two different people. And I got the same numbers from two different people though. And they said, Oh yeah. Like uh, I got the same misinformation from two different people because mm. they said i said um are they gonna uh take a whole bunch of money off of me if i get if i get this uh if i get the survivor's pension from my wife and t- t- both times i was told no mm. i was told no you're gonna be fine and so i was based basing that the opinion of two people saying no everything is going to be fine i was like okay great so i'm going to have like about two thousand dollars right and then lo and behold i find out that the information of the two people was completely wrong i mean this this is from the ministry this is from the ministry office the two people were wrong i i got the seven hundred dollars was completely clawed back and mm-hmm. I was like floored because mm-hmm. I I went from um, you know because my wife passed away. Of course, you you take that one person off off of, uh, and that makes sense. Of course, yeah. it's, I'm only down to one person, like me and my son. So right. of course, you're going to take off the allotment that, that my wife got. That makes sense, right? So uh, with with myself and my son, like I I should have got like around $1,200. It was about around $1,200 at the time for, for me and my son. That's what I should have got. 
Yeah. Um, or it was actually a little under, it was maybe closer to $1,100 actually. Mm. And then, um, but then I found out that they're going to claw back over uh, $700. And so then I was left with 400, 400 bucks from, from, <laughs> from the oh. provincial government. So I went, I went from 1200 bucks that I, or 11 to 1200 bucks. I thought I was going to get down to 400 bucks. And oh it's like, God. and you guys, and I was thinking to myself, you guys told me different. And then, mm. but then like trying to prove that they, they told me wrong is like another thing. And so everybody's covering their own ass and, yeah, and, yeah. and yeah. saying, well, you know, we, we, we never, we never would, ne we would never do that or whatever. And I said, well, I, I want you to investigate this thing. And they said, well, we did, we, we investigated it and we found there was uh, no issues, but, but um, you know, um, all this thing, I like, one of the things I was going to say is what I, you know, I, I said, I said to them, like I said, I sent you all these letters of all this, all this information of what, yeah, yeah. all this money I was getting. And they said, well, we don't, we don't have, we don't have the, we don't have the letters. And I said, you oh. mean you lost the letters? Yeah, we don't, we don't have them. And, and, and them the anyway, anyway, oh. the, 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 the bottom line is the bottom line is, is actually they, they made me, I was talking about earlier where they, where they said they were going to park my PWD, where they're just going to okay. park it for a couple of months. The bottom yeah. line is that they made me reapply. Like I was a, just a total Joe blow, like brand new newbie mm. guy off the street, that the stranger, like yeah. some total stranger to, to yeah. the, to the system. They made me re, maybe reply, reapply from like, like ground zero, like point, point yeah. one. And it's like, are you kidding me? You said you were going to park like in the middle of my, the most stressful point in my life. Yeah. First thing that they said, we're going to pay for your, pay for your burial, your wife's burial. Oh, sorry. No, whoops. No. Uh, and then it's like, am I going to lose any money? It's like, nope. Twice he told me, nope. And then it's like, whoops, sorry. And then it's like, oh, sorry, we lost your, we lost your letters and it's all this stuff. And it's like, they kept making mistakes. Yeah. And then, and then they came back and said, well, we, we did a, we did an audit of things and we couldn't find any mistakes that we, that we made. And I said, okay, that's great for you to just think that you made no mistakes, but I, yeah. well, I, they, they just, they just I kind of beg to differ, you know, you yeah, know what they, just, they say about who works for the government. Oh. It's, it's grade C students that work for the government. Right. So, you I know, mean, yeah, and that's the know. problem, right? They just started going through and editing and redacting out. Oh, we didn't have this. And that, yeah, that kind of goes with, uh, you know, I, I, decision making on uh, on when a person moves somewhere like yeah. I, I was i remember i was told at their office yes brent and the same thing there was uh sonia and i were we went there to to their office and because uh, our landlord where we moved to it was a brand new place they just wanted to show like us to show them where is your income like how much are you making and a lot of places do that they want yeah. to have other rent receipts or if it's a disabled disability they want to have your declaration of what are what is your entitlement what is your net amount that you get per month so right. i went to the ministry's office and i remember there was there was some of the ladies working there they they knew who i was they knew who sonia was and so she went to one wicket i went to another one and you know can i help you and i go yeah i need this form for instance uh, what for you know of course you know like why you need this well to yeah, my new yeah. landlord oh you oh okay you, you found a new landlord oh, okay and how much is the rent well i mean yeah, I mean, it was seventeen hundred seventy-five dollars. 
okay, so I mean, between the two two of us, that was a lot of money. Yeah. But ministry is just like, okay, yeah, you you realize that's a lot, but no problem. But you know what? This is this is the amount. Originally, it was fifteen hundred ten. We lost our one unit, like I explained before. We had to go into another unit, um, and if not, we had to leave the building. Well. We, we couldn't find anywhere to rent, so we had no choice but to take the higher unit. Yeah, uh, pay more. Of course, the landlord loved that one. Uh, mm-hmm. Otherwise, you pay liquid damages clause, which is equal to one month you of rent to leave. Just the move move across the hall and they yeah, jack yeah. it up two hundred bucks. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, and we moved out. Yeah, they, they rented out to some mm-hmm. Albertans, and it was like sixteen hundred dollars a month. Yeah. And nothing like it was a brand new place. Like nothing changed. So, uh, anyways, yeah, so they, remember, you know what? Vacuuming is a renovation, right? You know, yeah. Like, but yeah. I remember at the ministry's <laughs> office, though, they said, this is the amount going forward. And I said, yeah. oh, uh, okay. So I gave it to my landlord. And she's like, oh, perfect. Yeah, okay. Um, if you guys want the place to sign here, and we'll make it happen. I'll, I'll get back to you. And so based on the amount. And the, what kind of what Neil said, like, it was based on what they said. Like, two people told them. Well, there was, like, two or three ladies who told us the same mm-hmm. thing. And I verified. Mm-hmm. I said, are you sure? Yes, we're sure. Mm-hmm. This is the amount going forward, Brent. So doesn't matter who you rent from in the future. This is the amount. And of course, it, it'll probably go up over time, but this is the yeah. base amount. Well, and they clawed all that back after a, a supplement amount. Now, amazing is uh, we got this one new 125 increase. <sighs> oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> guess what? The, guess what? The base amount is now exactly what it was when we moved into the new place that we moved into. Wow. So like no, so and to think I, you you could have probably kept your I could have kept place it. in place in Langley. Yeah, I could have kept that place because it was yeah. based on that. And the manager, she was yeah. she lost it on me, uh, Neil and Patrick mm-hmm. uh, and everybody watching. Like the manager was living mad, and I like now I understand. Back then, I'm thinking like, why why are you like freaking out at me? Like like it was based on what the ministry told me and it affected our decision making. She's mm-hmm. like, well, so you're basically saying that you're not going to be able to keep the place. I go. Yeah, like we're going to have to move. Well, silly us learning lesson. We had given our notice in, okay? Like we just gave our notice in and we figured, okay, well, we'll find somewhere. Like, you know, we've got mm-hmm. good references. We'll we'll find somewhere to rent. So we winged it. Bad move. Like that was not smart, like what we did. <laughs> like we just handed our notice in. We figured, okay, like landlords would say, well, call us on the first or the second of the next month. Well, we had just had our notice and we figured, okay, hey, you know, we're, we'll find something and yeah, we'll take the place. Places we kept saying, oh, well, no, you need to be making 40 to 50% of your income to rent, which yes. was the other way around. It was the, of saying, you got to be making 5000 or $4,500 because we want you to live comfortably. Mm-hmm. And so that was the other way around. And we were like, okay, this is maybe a one, one of those one-off situations. Uh, eight places, corporate landlords kept saying this. I thought, okay, um, when we were told, no, we have to decline you, we can't rent to you because we want you to live comfortably. I said, well, you said you would accept a person with disability renting here. Like we pay our rent. Yeah, but you got to be making like $4,500 a month. And I said, well, and our landlord, uh, our manager kept saying, well, I haven't received a phone call. So finally, they called again. She reached out to the landlord. The other one, the actual, she made a call outbound, which normally they don't do. So she phoned there, like, what the hell is going on here? Say, yeah, sorry, we're not going to have to rent to them. Mm. Well, why not? Like, I mean, they pay the rent on time. I would, you know, I would rent to them. I mean, they're renting here yeah. and I don't want them to move, but they feel that they have to move because the rent is too high because of the government 
chose not to listen to them after asking them, what would happen if you lose, if we took away this money? Like what would happen? The media asked mm -hmm. us, I said, we'd have to move. So mm -hmm. decision-making based And I mean, on, the government should have known that too. I mean, they, they, they knew they, that they, they can't be ignorant of that. They, yeah. they I mean, knew. I mean, they, they can't be right. I mean, I mean, it's still, it, the, I mean, they don't get off with like they can't just play, play ignorance and we'll say well we we, we didn't know <laughs> i mean well, they, well, the, they the had to is, have they had to have known the re repercussions yeah. of everything well and that's yeah. why when i said to the uh, the ministry staff well we were told we were told to basically tell the clients that's the amount going forward that's what we thought well they must have been told uh yeah you know that and then there was a 360 change of plans you know it could because it's actually in the mandate letter there's a mandate letter mm -hmm. now they did a basic income study. They decided not to go with it. Um, October 28th of 2021. I'm not sorry, sorry, not October, January 28th. I got to jump forward there. January 28th of 2021. It actually says uh, one of the high recommendations in there of restore $300. Hmm. That $300, you know, I mean, it changed people's lives, their decision making, yep. um, what they can and cannot do. The government wants to see people housed. Well, in order to do that, you got to listen to the advocates and the lived, people yep. lived experience. If you don't, you know, then, hey, like, what's going to happen? Uh, people choosing maid. I mean, my gosh. Like, um, and I mean, yeah, it's that's a decision. If they're terminally ill, I, I, I get it. I understand. But if it's because they are being um, object, you know, legislated to like deep poverty, because mm -hmm. the government's failure to deliver on a human rights issue of just your your standards, your standard yeah. of life, having a roof over your head, giving you your food, your bills, the money for your bills, maybe maybe go away somewhere, um, save up. <laughs> but you're not; they're not even meeting that obligation. And I, I think the UN uh, is even appalled that uh, this is even happening. But for some reason, they've been told. I think they've been told to keep a keep a, a deaf ear to it. I don't know why. Maybe I don't know. Maybe money. Uh, maybe money's telling them not. I I have no clue. I, I always have the the three monkeys, you know, lined up doing doing this. You know. Yeah, kind of going like this. And, like, <laughs> well, you yeah, know, I've I've learned. Uh, it, I don't know how it is there, but here the ODSP offices, the social workers there, they're all they're kind of mini mini Hitlers, like. Um, you can get really good ones and then you can get ones that want to make your life hell. Oh uh, yeah. I moved from I moved from Barrie to London, which is about four hours away, um, mm -hmm. to try living somewhere else. Uh the rent was supposed to be cheaper and there was supposed to be a reimbursement for the moving expense, according to the worker in Barrie. When I got to London, I connected with the ODSP office there. I was told, oh, no, we don't have such a thing, you know, and moving costs $1,000. So, you know, mm -hmm. that was too bad. Uh, oh, and by the way, I want to audit everything you've ever had. So I said, OK, well, I got a banker's box full of things. I used to have a business, so you're welcome to it. And she changed her mind. So anyways, from that point forward, every time I deal with them, I record the call because mm -hmm. they record the call and they're not going to share the recording if they miss if they F up, you know, like, mm -hmm. so it's all about cover your ass. Um, and we got to do it ourselves because, you know, you can't take them at their word. They lie or they don't know. And then they lie. Yeah. Um, and, and unfortunately, like in my case, of course, like, uh, again, like when, when you're going through that, such a traumatic event, like you depend on people. Honesty. 
to know their yeah. shit, right? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, pretty like, much. Like, I'm, Honesty, you know, I'm, I'm going through like some, some really serious crap, you know? Yeah. And the last thing I want to do is to go through more crap created by, um, um, and incompetent uh, decisions in, in, in ministry's office. You know, yep. like, like I can't be held responsible for incompetence. Like, especially in my state, in my yep. the state that I was in. Like, you're I, emotional, and yeah, yeah, I, oh, I can't yeah. be. I can't be expected to like. Oh, I, you know, let me check your work here. Yeah, <laughs> make make sure yeah. you're doing. Make sure you're doing the right thing. I, I mean, yep. I, I was so far beyond what I was capable of at that time that I was just trusting that that the people I was talking to knew what they were saying to me, mm-hmm. and and they were wrong on every on everything. It's like you know, mm. yes we yes we can cover your cost of your funeral. Whoops, no we can't. Uh, yes yeah. we're gonna yes we're gonna park your park your PWD. We can do that, no problem. Whoops, no, we can't. You have to start over, over again. All this kind of stuff, right? And it, and it's like, uh, yes, you you're not going to be penalized with a clawback. Whoops, sorry. You yes, you are. You're going to go from like twelve hundred bucks down to four four hundred bucks. Like every on everything they got mm. wrong. You know, it's like I can understand mm. like maybe you you got one thing wrong, but they just <laughs> just did everything wrong. And it, like I said, at that point in your point in your life when you got so much shit going on when you know oh, yeah. with a death of a spouse i don't i don't want to check people's work yeah <laughs> i mean i shouldn't be responsible for checking somebody's work it's, is that what you're telling me is, is that correct you it know? makes yeah. me it makes me think that that um communicating in writing is the only way to do it you know so that you well can go i back did on I, it. I did I did, and then they lost <laughs> the letters <laughs> i mean from I'm them sorry, we we lost I mean, your letters i'm sorry I, yeah. just just pretend you're deaf and they have to put it in writing you know like <laughs> yeah. i've got a new yeah. disability i can only yeah. read what you're saying you yeah. know well, well you know the frustrating part too is when you're told by uh, the ministry too is that oh uh, you're going to put yourself into harm's way you're going to you're going to uh, put yourself into a dire situation uh well moving to a more expensive place and i said that's mm-hmm. on me that's on me to make that decision as long as I got enough food on the table, I got enough to pay the bills. Hey, yeah, but you should have enough left over to maybe extracurricular activities. I really? Oh, wait, when are you guys going to give a rate increase? No, the point yeah. is you're going to put yourself into a bad situation. I go, don't worry about that. That's on me. And, and I remember filing a complaint, uh, an actual former complaint against the actual worker who hmm. I said, uh, who belittled, talked down to me. And I said, I said, I had a mother. I don't need another mother. I said, do not talk that way to me as a child. Boy, I started freaking right out on the <laughs> phone. And oh, yeah, like I started yelling and swearing and cursing me. Oh, and, mm-hmm. and it got to a point where the ministry, the lady, she hung up the phone on me. Mm. I thought, wow, are you kidding me? So I went and I filed a complaint. And, and I guess they reached out and they worked her up. Apparently, whoever she was apologized. I said, not good enough. Well, what, what do you want? Uh, what do you want as done as a resolution? I go going forward, show respect and dignity to to other fellow, uh, you know, disabled people. And they, yeah, I said, do not talk down. Like, if she doesn't want her job, I said, tell her to quit. Just tell yeah, her to quit yeah. her job. Like, this, she's not doing any favors to like for me or to anybody else. She says, well, you wouldn't be entitled to any crisis supplements. I go, crisis supplement. 
well, you should be giving enough anyway. People shouldn't have to apply for a crisis yeah. supplement. Yeah. God. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, well, I, and what, what happens there? I mean, I, I hear about the housing crisis in DC oh, sounding like it, you know, here it's, it's bad. Um, ODSP pays 1200 a month, uh, at the, you know, base level for a single person, but rent where I live for a basement is now $1,200. So, you know, like you're, you're going to have roommates no matter what, um, when you're disabled, a proper above ground apartment starts at 1800. So, you know, there's no way that a single person can can get by on what we get. Um, yeah. But the thing is, if you lose your place, you also lose the shelter allowance. Yeah, because same yeah. here. Same here yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah. it's yeah, not like cool. you can save up. I mean, if you had a car, you could live in it while you're saving up your first and last. You can't do that because there's, you know. Well, that's what they did here, Patrick, is they gave a $125 increase. However... It's a splashy announcement, a good PR announcement. That 125 didn't go to every single disabled recipient. Mm. It only went to ones in uh, market housing. Only though, here's here's the thing: only if their rent was substantially above their shelter portion. So mm. if their rent is way above, like ours is like uh, just over seven hundred dollars. I pay just over seven hundred. So mine's way above that threshold but if, if say my rent was at oh if i my god if i could go back decades that's how they how old the uh, the rates are decades old right yep. i mean they're so that's what they're basing upon they're basing upon 80s 90s rates right now right there's yep. you know so if i were to go back and say uh if my rent was say 395 dollars they would have given me a 20 dollar increase they would have <laughs> given me a 20 dollar increase said here you go. Here's twenty dollar increase instead of one twenty five, and so yeah. it, and what they did was they gave it to the shelter portion. And I told them before, do not give it to the shelter. You give it to the support. Now she and I've been advocating a lot lately. Is uh, I, I'm saying like get rid of it. Like I want every province who has the shelter get that out of there. Get that yeah. out of there and give a brand new, brand new mount. Don't even call it support. Call it whatever it is. Like a brand new name. And I had yep. a meeting with the minister in BC uh, regarding that. And she knew the answer, but she said, well, you know, it's, it's these great ideas. <laughs> um, well, you I, know, like, I, I like I how think... they advertised it though, too. They, they, they said, uh, I think it was the minister's own tweet. She says, we've increased the shelter allow allowance by 33%. Years. And I mean, it's true. It yeah. sounds awesome. Thirty three percent. That's great. But, but, I mean, when, when you're starting at uh, when you're starting at <laughs> three three uh, what is it three three uh, seventy five? It's like yep. After sixteen not... years, and there's yeah. no that mountain. Well, you know, yeah. you know, it, it's it it's crazy. But you know, usually Alberta is pretty conservative, and you know they're kind of backwards. But when it comes to their their assistance for you know significantly impaired people or whatever they call it yeah disabled H. they've got yeah. ash or whatever they yeah. call it um there if you inherit a house it doesn't affect your 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 income like wow. if you if your parents die or you know you you win the lottery or i guess that would put you out but you know what i mean like if you get a yeah. house um as long as you can carry it and you know it doesn't affect your your income but here um 
anything over the forty thousand dollars threshold, and you're off. You're off. And the, they claw uh, that rate off you. I mean, because their their rates are oh geez, they're like over eighteen hundred dollars a month. And if yeah. you get any other subsidies above that, like you're closer to nineteen hundred. And uh, I mean, I had a, a guest down there um, recently. Uh, Cassandra, yeah, you you we've you've talked to we've talked to uh, Cassandra before, and uh, her her hometown is in BC. Like she grew up in BC, her parents live in BC. She desperately would love to move back to BC, but she said mm. she can't afford to move back here because yeah. she would take like a good five to six hundred dollar hit less mm. um, off mm -hmm. her income, and you know it's so frustrating because people are trapped, right? They, yep. you know. It's like where we are right now. We live in Victoria. People say, "Well, oh my God, I'd love to live in Victoria." I go, it's nice to come to and visit as a, yep. as a tourist, but to live here, um, I mean, I shouldn't say it is terrible. Um, but but if you to... if you could do a mulligan, if you could do a mulligan do over and and uh, yeah. say you know, or, or I could live in the castle. Remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You but know? but you know, if you could have stayed where you were in Langley, though, that's what I mean. It was you know, everything was in walking distance, you know, and mm -hmm. the thing was right there. I mean, I had transit uh, pretty well. If I wanted to take a shuttle bus and I didn't want to take a conventional bus, I could just walk up there. And I was a it was contracted out by the bus company, but they had their mm -hmm. own individual bus company running it. But uh, you could have a bus pass. You could just show it to them and get on yep. or tap it on there on their same system. Go beep and it would work on theirs. And that one ran every hour. It still does. Every hour. You go up to Walmart or Superstore or whatever mm. it is. It would take you around there, do your stuff and come back. Or you, or you can come well, back to your bus. There's there's something. I, uh, new experience of being low vision. I, I'm still low vision, even though it's 20 over 30, you know, yeah. uh, because of the, the peripheral and the, the visual field and stuff. Anyway, I had to take the bus the other day. And normally I get rides. I'm lucky. But... Um, this day I just I, I couldn't the car was in getting repaired so I had to I had to get the the bus. They don't put the um the signs are not uh double sided for yeah. the bus stops here in town like it's mm -hmm. only on the one side so if you're walking from the wrong direction to try and find the bus stop you, you, yeah, you we don't have know where it, yeah. it's terrible it's terrible it's not That's acceptable at all and Google and the cities mapping system disagree on where things are so if you're trying to get directions forget it you know you just you yeah walk until you find the place here uh buses are every half hour for the most part until i think they stop running at 11 o'clock at night and then that's it um but for the most part it's every half hour if you want they have a accessible transit and that can take you directly to you know your appointments or whatever you have to book a week in advance though to get that. So it's not like the shuttle service. It's I guess we're kind of we're considered a large city, but you know, it's like a small town when it comes to the transit. And you know, yeah. I, I coming from a place of being a driver to a passenger now, it's brutal living in suburbs without having wheels. Like um, oh, yeah. you know, when they talk about transit strategies and things like that great if you're in a city but if you're anywhere beyond an hour from a major center forget it you know there is no transit it's uh, that's what we have the problem here is um some of like we live on a main bus route here and it's every you know, 15 17 18 minutes depending on that's the pretty bus, good but, which is not too bad 
later on in the evening, it turns every half hour. Then it turns to, you know, like every hour, like much, much later in the evening. There's a couple of bus routes that are every 39 minutes. So mm -hmm. I, I really tried not to take those ones too much yeah. because I could end up getting one of the other buses and like two buses in that same time frame or three almost. Um, now, if I go into the suburbs of Victoria, so you got Victoria, but then you got Sandwichton, which is a, a bigger area than Victoria. It's more spread out. Hmm. Their bus service in some of the rural areas, wherever some some of them are every hour and a half. I found uh -huh. out. I've never taken their buses, but uh, I've heard that uh, you know. Of course, I'd be bitching, complaining about the transit. Well, I was told from uh, a couple other people who uh, you know who've lived here for many years. They're like, "Oh, Brent, try some of the rural areas." You yep. would like, and then you're going to oh. be grown like a what? Yeah. I <laughs> lived, I lived south of London in a small town, and the, the bus was once a week. It would oh, show wow. up to the town, oh. um, and <laughs> they oh, had, man. you know, if you wanted to go to church, they would, uh, you know, the priest, man. the priest would organize for someone else to come and get you. There was no cab service. There was no nothing, uh, and this is. This was a half hour away or 45 minutes away from London, which that's 500,000 people that live there. So, wow. I mean, you know, this little town, it was maybe 500 people. But yeah. there wasn't even a, a bus passing through. You know, there was, you wow. couldn't get anywhere. Um, it was not uncommon to see people driving their, their uh, riding lawnmowers to get to places. Because I guess they didn't have a car or license. They ride a lot or get there faster than pretty much. Well, there was no other way. Um, yeah. Especially. No uh, yeah. A horse. Yeah. I'd ride a horse. Yeah. Maybe. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, we, you, uh, you shared uh, a few days ago with me, Brent, our previous uh, premier here in BC, John oh, Morgan, yeah. saying, yeah. Just give them back their bus pass. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, because uh, of course we've had the you know one of the one of the pink unicorn things where the uh, provincial government took away the uh, yearly bus pass that, that we used to have. It was forty forty five dollars for the year, mm. and they just, just it's just like poof they they took it away because they they had to make it they had to make uh, equity in the system so they they. They took they took something away that was benefiting ninety nine point nine nine percent of the people, and to make it equitable for the point zero zero one percent, they they took it away and said we're gonna make it we're gonna make it fair for that point zero zero one. <laughs> I, I, wow. I remember um, yeah. after the fallout went uh, with that because uh, I still have a picture that pops up on Google all the time. And I then I had put it to Facebook, but uh, I know uh, Sonia has the same photo because she was tagged in it and she was in the photo. So, uh, and I, I have a picture of uh, me um, with a minister and the former uh, premier now, because of course, when, when the photo was taken, he wasn't the premier at the time. He was actually mm -hmm. uh, in the opposition. Mm. And so I have a photo. I'll, I'll have to show it to you uh, one day. I'll, I'll just you'll have you on again and I'll, I'll pop it on the screen. But um I remember the, uh, we had a luncheon in his office at the legislature and we were invited to come. And so we had these little passes you could walk through and all these hallways, right? And we're like, oh, hey, this is great, right? Tap this mm. door. Where's this door go? Eep, door opens, you know, <laughs> because otherwise it's restricted access, right? Only 
MLAs or uh, you know staff. Let, let's see your dog's face. I want to see. Oh, this this is, this is a rescue. His name's Finley. Look there, Finley. Look over there. No, look, look, look at the screen. Look who's that? Hi there. Oh, hey. Uh, <laughs> Finley is uh, just over a year old, and he's uh, part poodle, and we think he's either Labradoodle or uh, Golden Doodle, but a black he's one. He's quite quite big. He well, he's uh, he's about seventy five pounds. Oh, he's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, pay attention to me now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the guy, this but, poor uh, boy, he was. Uh, we got him for free because his first owner, um, I guess you could call him a rescue. His first owner, uh, it was. Uh, oh, stop it! Oh. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching. Uh, WWE match or something. <laughs> and the dogs. <laughs> Talk about, uh, you know, a, a red flag. This Finley, he uh, he was less than four months old when his first owner, the, the boyfriend or husband, kicked him with a steel toe on. Uh, like, imagine kicking a four-month-old puppy. It would have been, you know, like 20 pounds at the most. Anyways, fractured his pelvis. And he was, he spent the first 10 months of his life basically being uh, rehabilitated. And we just happened to find him on TGG. Someone was offering, you know, offering him. He's a great dog. Um, housebroken when we got him. So there's no issues like that. And my other dog, George, is a, he's a uh, 140 pound St. Bernard. Um, he tolerates Finley, but. Uh, they um okay you're back <laughs> but finley is actually the boss uh at 75 pounds wow uh, so... wow <laughs> you know yappy it's, uh... and scrappy right well we're gonna uh probably wrap up now uh brent we've been on for about an hour so oh sure you have uh closing comments um yeah. well, I'll, I'll actually i'll hand it over to you patrick first well, I, you know what, I'm, I'm glad we, we kind of uh, got caught up and, and we're talking about the finances thing, because I think it's, you know, it's often overlooked. Um, we are fortunate in a way that it's fixed. You know, we know what we're getting every month. I, I remember being a contract worker and being, you know, uh, casual labor and or being on call, and you could never predict what your month was going to be. Um here we know our month always sucks, but at least we know it's <laughs> gonna suck. Uh, when you when you're you know working uh, on call, um, you could have a great month and the next month could could not be. So you know, they say that we're not very financially literate in Canada, and I I would like to see an effort to to help people with disabilities and everybody else increase the financial literacy. Do you, do you know? remember? Uh, do you remember listening to? Uh... Uh, Steve Martin, one of his uh, old uh, comedy records was was the Google Phonics stereo. Did you did you ever no no listen to that one no. about, the, about the Google Phonics stereo? Well, you have to look that look that up. Uh, okay. Steve Martin Google Phonics stereo because he's like he's goes he's talking about going into a, uh, you know a stereo place and this the salesman is telling him all about this stuff about how wonderful the stereo is and I mean I'm gonna butcher it but anyway he's like. He's like, this Google Phonics stereo, he's like, this is shit one and this is shit two. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, that's kind of what's, uh, that's kind of what it is for, 
Ontario, right? This is shit oh. one in the Ontario and BC. It's like yep. this is shit one and this is yeah, shit one, two. One pile here, one pile there. Yeah, I was really care, hopeful. I was really hopeful when they started talking about a you know a national uh, strategy, but you know that's five ten years away at the at the least. I think. Oh uh, yeah. Before anything, you know, the the job of government seems to be to prevent things from happening. You know. Yeah. 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 And, well, and that's that's exactly it. Um, you know, with my my ending uh, comments, um, I'd like to you know. First of all, I'd like to you know thank you, Patrick, for coming on again, and we'll we'll do this again very soon. Uh, we'll do another part two, part three. I always say that, and you know, having you back on, we'll continue on where we left off. Uh, but my my ending comment, uh, kind of in relation to um, talk about rates. I mean, I, I want to see the potential for an amount to be given, like immediate, like a derp, like a disability. Uh, emergency relief benefit to yeah. help disabled Canadians across this wealthy country. As yeah. politicians keep saying, right, that rhetoric, oh, we live in a wealthy country. Well, if we do, then prove it. I, I, I actually dare you to prove it to me and all the other fellow disabled Canadians across this country and get an amount out. You proved that you could do it with CERB and it came out in no time at all, right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, it went out to some people that obviously that didn't need it. I mean, even the CRA, apparently there's a huge audit going on that it was mounts that were given out to their employees that didn't mm -hmm. need it. Didn't it also yeah. go to dead people or something? It too, did. It went out to yeah. dead people also. So yeah. I remember Trudeau saying, well, a uh, reporter says, um, mm -hmm. well, how, how about if they don't know if they qualify? You know what? Let's just get it out there. We'll figure it yep. out later. Yep. I always remember that one line. And, uh, I'd get up in the morning, watch the news. Sonia'd say, "Hey, the Trudeau show's on." I go, "Oh, yay, yay!" <laughs> yeah, so let's yeah. watch this, and then I figure next day they're going to mention Canadians with disabilities. Nope, next day, next day, next day, nothing. Finally, they did, and then as we know, uh, kind of a, a recap of, "Oh, they're going to make this announcement." So then that's when the bill went through Bill C thirty five. The house got dissolved. Call an election because we don't want to deal with it. No, no, yeah, they're just yeah. disabled people. We don't want to deal with that. One day, oh, we passed you know, first reading of the bill. Poof! Next day, call an election. That bill died on the on the table. So they relaunched it, and as we know, Bill C twenty two, the framework is extremely weak. Um, my my fear, and I you know I'm watching this. I mean, everybody like everyone's watching this like. I, I want what's best also for everybody too. Like I want to see um, an adequate livable income for every disabled Canadian in this mm. country, right? Um, I want to see the politicians, the policymakers, and there are some really good ones that are on our side who are, have been advocating, right? They've been mm -hmm. advocating very hard of getting an emergency amount out. I know they want to get this bill, um, you know, get going faster, right? Because in 18 months from now, I don't want to see what's going to happen. Um, and uh, it's the outcome's probably not very good. Um, well, you know, you're a lot nicer than I am. I'm tired of all the assholes online that say, you know, you're, you're just a sponge and whatever, trying to get disability. Mm -hmm. I'd like them to be disabled and experience yes. it, you yeah. know, yeah. go through it. And, you know, or a family member of theirs, because that's the only time things are going to change is when it starts hitting more people. And sadly, you know, maybe it's a cynic in me, but I think as the population ages, 
and you know more and more are over 65 uh you're going to see that's when you know disability starts increasing with age age related yep. disability is you know that's the number one kind of disability there is so nobody cares about it until it affects them you know like yeah um yeah exactly say, well you made a great point patrick because i mean uh this is gonna seem like i'm off topic but it's not because you know we've all we've all always made the point of like uh you know if you don't vote you're not not allowed to complain right kind of thing you're not allowed to have yeah. an opinion yeah but same thing it should be like if you don't have a disability you shouldn't have an opinion either like there's yeah. so many people that are speaking for disabled yeah. that aren't, yeah. disa aren't disabled themselves and, and don't even my, know anybody in my is. opinion yeah. like you don't have any right to to, to say anything or to do anything yeah. because you have no lived experience. So what are you doing up there speaking for me when you have yeah. no, you have no understanding of what it is to be disabled. So yeah. what are you doing up there speaking for me when you have nothing or, or, or they, no, or no they idea. Or they profess that, that they, that they know everything about every disability that there is. And they, yeah. you know, profess that, that why, well, you know, I'm the, I'm the king and, and, you know, they're all going to listen to me, you know what I mean? Like, or whoever, right? I mean, and yeah, it's, it's all about lived experience. And some of these like, organizations out there, I just baffled. Um, yeah. Some of them are now very silent, extremely silent, because now, and there's still some other good ones that are out there, but there's other ones that are silent. Now, there's a reason why. Well, because now it's now saying, hey, they didn't, uh, they, they kept pushing the narrative saying to get this, this bill is going to get through, it's going to get the money out. Well, now I guess it's like, oh, wait a minute, 18 months now. 18 yeah. months, really? I, they already know, um, the, the officials know who is disabled. All they have to go is through CRA. Yep. And they know, and even, even if they couldn't, and if they don't, still don't know who's disabled, all the, all the gov federal government has to do is contact each province and go to their finance minister and say, pull, pull a list of who's disabled on your system. Give a master list. They all send it in. Boom, done. But also too, yeah. like I mean, you and I have seen lots of uh, things on Twitter where they'll say, you know, that we're so and so is meeting with a with a disability disability committee today, and oh, right. they'll they'll post a photo. And how many wheelchairs do you see in the photo? Mm. Zero, oh. right? <laughs> so it's like, what kind of committee is that? What kind or of like representation of is that? when yeah. when you're saying you're a disability committee but there's zero representation of the disability at the table yeah well, or you know what it's it's like paper and a pen it, to, to me it's like uh you know if we wanted to discuss women's issues without a woman present yeah, yeah. you know like come on it's yeah. just yeah, like, it, it's messed like up. if if I have a if I have a penis, I shouldn't be speaking about women's issues, really. But you might identify as a woman. <laughs> I guess, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You gotta watch that, out. It's, that, it's yeah, that that's, that's a whole other, other. That's a whole other, other ball of wax. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna touch that one. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I know what you mean, though. It's like speaking speaking for other people who are not there to kind of uh, represent or speak to. To be there to kind of stand up and say how it affects their lives yeah it, it's like having P everybody all pwd at, at a table of saying this is how it's going to benefit me this is how it's going to benefit me rather than having a whole bunch of non-disabled people at a table 
saying, well, this is what I, how I feel is best overall for the whole society. It doesn't work that way. Um, you know, I remember hearing of these round, round table discussions. Um, we used to have ones about uh, rental, uh, rentals and, and then like, how does, you know, how does these um, policies affect your lives? Well, how about like rent control or subsidized housing? And, and now I'll have you on again. We're going to kind of dive into like mm -hmm. some of that, uh, those topics. But we had a whole list of all these topics and rents at that time were starting to kind of go up. Yeah. Now they've ballooned and none of those policies, none, zero of those policies have been implemented in. But we we're going to get <laughs> is landlord B landlord BC was actually in the room at the time. Like we we're all having kind of like um, brainstorming ideas, different tables and having ideas. Right. And so we'd have these little piece of paper, sticky, sticky little piece of paper, put them up on a board. Landlord BC was there and they all no, like, we don't want to hear this. We don't want to see this, right? Mm -hmm. oh, you know, here, here in Ontario, here in Ontario, rent control has been abolished. Um, there are people that are getting 30% increases for their next year rent, sometimes higher. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you know when you're when you're month to month and you don't have a, a lease anymore, they can do what they want, you know. And but but we're getting a million and a half homes built by 2030. So. You know, we, yeah. we got that to look, to look forward to. Something to look forward to, but <laughs> yeah. you know, but meanwhile, like 1.5 million people come into the country this year alone. Meanwhile, but hey, we got a housing crisis, but hey, you know, we'll yeah. figure it out later. I mean, yeah, we should start it, distributing cardboard boxes for people. The you know, sure, refrigerator yeah. boxes. Remember having or, those? Or tents. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My 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 mom's cat she used to play in those boxes all the time, or paper bags. <laughs> Get in there, the bag starts moving around. Hey, what's in here? Right <laughs> Who thought that would be our next place to live? Eh? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. So, uh, Patrick, um, uh, next time when I have you on, yeah, we'll we'll definitely dive into that. That was that's a great topic. Yeah. So we'll yeah. And are, are you guys going to continue on with Twitter turning into X now? Uh, yeah. Who uh, knows, right? It's uh, yeah. That's it's, some... it's beginning to be the death knell of Twitter, isn't it? Well. well yeah. Here's the thing on that is that I, I saw a message the other day. Um, there was a guy named Brent Manuel. <laughs> Actually, when I used to have my Twitter space, he used to drop all the time. I'd say, hey, Brent, how's it going? Oh, fine. How are you? I go, you know, I'd like to have you on the show one day. Oh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, he sent a message out the other day, and I saw it. I'm like, oh. So he said something about he was, I guess I could sense that he was mad because his direct messages wouldn't work. He said apparently mm. he had reached his limit. He couldn't. Yep. Uh, he couldn't receive any more messages. So I said, well, how many messages is the limit? I don't know. He said, oh, well, you know, so Elon, way to go. Bravo. You know, I, 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 I never really cared for, uh, for Zuckerberg, but I don't know that I care for Elon much better, you know, like, oh, so, yeah. so pick, pick your poison, you know, and yeah. I guess, I guess Facebook and threads, I don't know if you've tried it, but threads isn't bad. Um, the downside of threads is there's no hashtags yet. So, you know, it's oh. hard to find things. Yeah, everybody's um, talking about threads, so I'll have to check yeah, it out. Yeah, I heard about but, that. Uh... It's 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 basically Twitter light, you know, it's just okay. But they had 30 million people sign up in the first day. So oh, wow. you know, like it's hmm. yeah, it's it's a Twitter killer. Yeah. Um, but Elon did that all himself. <laughs> he yeah. killed Twitter. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. one of the, one of the uh one of the reasons why, um, you know, I, I like to push, push our uh, YouTube channel and uh, things like my webpage is 
because of, you know, it seems that Twitter just keeps getting more and more crazy by the, mm. by the day. So, so that's, that's, <laughs> that's why. Um, <laughs> There's a bird. <laughs> that's going to be worth something someday. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So that, so that's why I, I like to plug, you know, I, I like to plug, uh, our uh, our youtube channel and 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 yeah. and encourage people to sub if you haven't subbed to the channel do that and also to check out um my uh web page is daddybentlegs.com and one of the things i haven't talked about yet brent but it's important is yeah um one of the pages on on the on the website, I mean, I said there, I said there was one page that's devoted to the the podcast, right? It says PWD allies. Yeah. There's a there's a tab or there's a page devoted to that on the website uh, for the podcast. But there's also a media tab. So if you mm. if you tab over to the media tab, um, yeah. there's an opportunity for anybody to basically write an email. They just type an email in. Uh, it'll say, mm. "Do you want to be the?" the next guest on uh brent's podcast you can just oh. type type in and hit send and all anything that you send through that uh web page or for on the media there it's down at the bottom of the page on the media uh if you if you type that type and you hit send it goes directly to me so if you have even a show idea if you have anybody has a show idea that says i you know please talk about this Hit yeah. send. Uh, we'll talk about it. Or if if you have an idea for oh. a guest, if you don't want to be a guest yourself, but you have an idea for a guest, you can type it in and send it off. So that's another reason to go and check out the. Uh, what's so, it's, so it's on the on the tabs, but on the main, but on the main site. On yeah, if you go to, if you go to the main site, so it's it's yeah. www That's the main site. Yeah. Uh, but then there's the the you tab. There's the there's the tab for your uh, podcast is one of the tabs. Yeah. And then if you scroll over, oh, there's a there's a tab for media, and okay. on that media tab, if down near the oh, bottom, right. there's a there's a part, part where you can actually just type in yes. a little thing for email and hit send, mm. and it goes directly to me, oh. and uh, so you can it's automatic feedback. So oh. um, that's why I oh. encourage people to use the web the website and to use uh, to subscribe to the uh, YouTube channel because, like I said. It seems like uh, Twitter is becoming more and more uh, less welcoming by the day. So, well, yeah, yeah. I, I I found that. You know what? I I think um, I studied web design and development, like at college level, uh, two year diploma, a couple ten years ago or so. And back then, you know, social media was coming along. It was just Facebook and Twitter was around, but you know, there wasn't Instagram. There was nothing else. I think Omni channel makes a lot of sense these days. Like you gotta be everywhere. You know? Omni, yeah. Um, exactly. you know, so whether somebody connects to you on threads or a Facebook group or, you know, um, Reddit, you know I mean? Reddit's kind of cool because, you mm -hmm. know, you, you've still got some of your privacy, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, there's, there's lots of ways of doing it. And I, if your website gets hooked up to the different social, uh, that would be great too. Yeah. Well, uh, I do have I do have uh, links for uh, Twitter and and I have the link of course to the uh, YouTube channel there. Yeah, and, and, and podcasts uh, are available on Spotify. And too. the and the podcast the audio version of of this the audio audio, yeah. audio only is is available audio on only. on uh, Spotify as well. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, yeah, so 
It's cool. Go ahead, Brent. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think it's on Apple. I think it's on Apple too, isn't it? Yeah, it's on Apple. It's on Google. It's on oh, wow. Amazon. It's on all, all of oh, the... Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got it all covered there. Yeah. They used to, we used to have a TV channel. It was City TV, and the, the announcer would say, City TV everywhere. And then it's like... <laughs> People with disabilities yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Now it's Brent Frayne everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and you know, and then of course we we have the uh, we have our other uh, a network that uh, that broadcasts our show the uh, on every Wednesday. Hmm. Every mm -hmm. Wednesday, it's uh, it's broadcasted out there. Cool. Pretty soon, you're going to have your own breakfast cereal there, Brent. Uh, <laughs> join, yeah. uh, join me hmm. and. You know, this is a, this is a live breakfast breakfast television. Very <laughs> nice. You call them Weatherman's Wheaties. Yeah, <laughs> Weatherman's Wheaties. Yeah, <laughs> uh, breaking, breaking with Brent or traveling with Brent is the new segment that we have out there. Uh, and you know, I, I learned a little bit about the uh, about passes down when I was traveling. Five mm. bucks, five bucks there, and all day ride pass. Wow. Meanwhile, you, you know, I, I I said to the uh, this one gentleman. Uh, where I was staying, I said, "Did you know that it said that the disabled we we have to choose between having a a bus pass and having uh, having to uh, you know just take the cash?" What? I go, yeah, you should be nice when Neil when he mentioned about the bus equity pass. in the system. Yeah, and he goes, "Why?" I said, "Yeah, but apparently they I mean, he, they blamed the previous administration. They dismantled it. Yeah. And they couldn't figure out how to put back the system." He goes, "That's a crock of shit." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He goes, right my on. God, he says, he goes, wow, he goes, thanks for the joke. I mean, that was great, great humor there, Brent. And I go, I'm, I said, I'm being serious. He goes, what? what? What's being serious? I go, they dismantled it. He goes, no, conveniently dismantled it? Yeah, right. There yeah. we go. Yeah, Accidentally right. on purpose, yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? If, if, they really, if they really cared, I think every person with disabilities would be, would be given a bus pass, uh, a gym membership to, you know, yep. a community gym or something because, yep. you know, you know all that it um, keep them uh keeps them uh, ment mentally uh focused on the communities uh keeps their body uh limber uh yeah how, how about how about an automatic uh health um health budget like uh you know an allotment every month for like call it the health benefit or something well, and, community and, centers, and, you know, and, and and you can put it towards you can put it towards uh, massages or something like that. That'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, Plus, if I mean, work... it helps to keep people like limp, like limber. You know, I mean, like, yeah. if, uh, um, in so many ways, it benefits people. I mean, there's so many opportunities that can change to help people. Uh, if the government would rather put themselves into like slow motion all the time, move like yeah. a turtle, my God, things could get done. Like, well, when it's when it's <laughs> going <laughs> when it's an election issue that's when stuff moves but, you know that's so i give some but like you know, like you said like you said earlier patrick if it if it affects them yep then then they'll then they'll do it but if it doesn't affect them um they don't necessarily oh, yeah. do it only yeah. if yeah. it affects them yeah exactly yeah, yeah. or the, not awesome. them it if it affects their donors yeah. let's just get it right here it's yeah it's the 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 that's money true. talks right mm -hmm. anyway. oh yeah and when money talks that that's that's when uh, that's when it walks yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway we we've done, we've done yeah. a long goodbye now uh, <laughs> oh, 20, yeah, yeah, 20 right, minutes right. or so, so uh, that's well, okay good. yeah oh, but it was uh, yeah. a pleasure as always 
Yeah, Thanks, thank uh, you very Patrick. much. Yeah. We'll definitely um, have you on very, very soon. Um, probably, probably in a couple weeks. Sounds good. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. your, uh, I guess it's afternoon there, eh? Yeah, yeah it's, it's uh, about 3.30 almost, yeah. Oh, very yeah, nice. It's, uh, yeah, I get to go watch the deer out in our backyard. Apparently, they're <laughs> playing. They got, they got little baby ones running around now, too. Yeah. Oh, so you got you got Meals on Wheels. Uh, if you get real, you know, if groceries get too expensive, <laughs> you can yeah, 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 go exactly. and get Bambi. Just yeah. go, go on there and kill, kill a deer. Yeah. yeah. Just hold on, hold hold on to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you can get a you can get a gun license, can't you, Brent? That's kind of scary. They won't give you a driver's license, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Can't see to drive, you can see to shoot. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> makes a lot of sense, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly but uh yeah thanks thanks patrick um for thank you guys. And everybody else who subscribe and and share and like yeah uh, the uh the podcast it's so important to stay connected to you know if you want to see what's what's going on um in the disability community across this great country of ours um we've got a guest who come on from other countries too um and it's always welcome to for everybody to want to come on and share their mm -hmm. experience with it's us. nice to uh, it's, it's like having uh, Patrick on today. Yeah. Well, thanks again, guys. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Cheers, Patrick. everyone. Yeah. Have a good one. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for tuning okay. in, everybody.